Hey guys, welcome to Unexpressed with Anella Hannick. I'm your host, Anella Hannick, and this is the podcast that talks about life, business, and entrepreneurship in a way that's not typically expressed. The goal of this podcast is to open the world up to the unexpressed thoughts within these categories. And with that, let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Unexpressed with Anella Hannick. And today we have a very special guest and a good friend of mine, Jordan Pessa, who is a 29-year-old living in the crazy city of Chicago with a remarkable background in jujitsu and wrestling. It's Jordan's passion for martial arts that has given him valuable lessons over the years. And today we're going to dive into the true essence of discipline. Welcome, Jordan. What an introduction. I love that. (laughs) How are you doing today? Good. First and foremost, thank you for having me on your podcast. This is great. Um, the day's going well. Uh, day's going well. Got up early. Um, I'm at my mom's jewelry store right now because I'm helping her out. Oh, we love that. Yeah. We love a good son helping out his mom. <laughs> yeah, how are things going on your end? They're going pretty well. I'm excited to dive into this topic with you today. And I think it's going to be a really good episode. So let's go into it. And how about we start with you kind of going into your background, telling us how you got started with wrestling and jujitsu and what made you want to go into that? Yeah, I'd love to share. So um, kind of a long story, but I'll, I'll try to shorten it up. Um, so growing up, um, my parents got me and my older brother into Taekwondo. And this was in like the, the late 90s, early 2000s, and it was pretty popular. Uh, my parents wanted to, I think, toughest, toughen us up a little bit and make sure that we can, you know, fend for ourselves when we get older. Right. And, um, you know, it lasted maybe throughout like elementary school. Uh, but by the time I got into middle school, um, you know, I was doing soccer and some other things. But um, I was walking by, this was like during class, I was like walking by um, like the wrestling tryouts. And I'm like, you know what, let's just give this a try. I think I already had it in me to to be a little bit more combative. And I'm like, you know what, with some Taekwondo experience and all that, let's, let's see if I can try wrestling. So I did wrestling from essentially like seventh grade all the way up to my freshman year of college. And uh, I fell in love with it. Truly loved what the sport taught me, uh, the friends and the camaraderie that I've made with uh, like throughout the years. Um, and then, you know, after I, I left wrestling, I went, went off to school at the University of Iowa, and I didn't have a good, like, physical hobby that I loved. Uh, I missed wrestling, uh, but I was working on some other things, you know, focusing on school. And um, and then my brother got into jujitsu actually. So he was working with a guy who was doing jujitsu, and my brother tried it out. He's like, Jordan, you have to check it out. You'll love it. And so like maybe like a week or two after he invited me to one of his uh, classes and I went to it and I'm like, all right, this is great. I just needed to find a gym that was close to where I was living and found a local gym and I, I joined and I just fell in love with it. And um, that was back in 2018, I believe March of 2018 is when I joined and now we're, you know, <laughs> middle of 2023 so it's like five over five years later and it's crazy where time's gone but um definitely found a love and passion for the sport uh and i've met a lot of great people along the way and it's nice to challenge myself 
with this with this sport and this art of jujitsu because it's very technical and I'm glad we're actually talking about this topic of self-discipline. So that was kind of a little bit of my background. Yeah, for sure. Definitely jujitsu is something that not everyone can get into. Um, and you said you, so you found jujitsu after college or was this like during college you were looking uh, it into was it? after college. It was like a couple years after college, you know, you're, you're going out with friends You're drinking, you're not focused on your, your fitness or health as much. Right. Uh, but then you're kind of working that nine to five and you're realizing, wait, is this going to be like the rest of my life for me? Or am I going to, am I going to have to like, you know, incorporate some other things to keep me going? And so, um, yeah, jujitsu and like we crossed paths with jujitsu and it was just great. Yeah. And I mean, that's where, you know, self-discipline comes in with what are you going to do after college and everything. But, um, so speaking of jujitsu and self-discipline, in martial arts, I think it's talked about all the time about the characteristic of having self-discipline. So what do you believe or what does self-discipline mean to you personally? And then why do you think it's important to add on when you want to achieve your goals or have any type of a success? Good question. Um, I mean, discipline in itself is kind of broad and i like to keep things on on simple terms so to me discipline is carrying out the plans you set for yourself regardless of how you feel um and why i believe it's important is because when you when you're self-disciplined uh it allows you to have this sense of control in your life with that there's certain tasks and um basically certain tasks that you do throughout the day that with self-discipline will help you and help guide you through the rest of your life. And so some like aspects of discipline would be, you know, self-control, consistency, responsibility, focus, and perseverance. And with that and with those pillars, you're able to, I think, first off, help yourself with like self-care, but also like relationships that you have in your life. And do you think jujitsu helped? that part of self-discipline like do you think jujitsu helped you be more disciplined or do you think you were pretty disciplined before mm -hmm. jujitsu and it just kind of helped you focus in on it or what do you think because i feel like most um, people like especially like with taekwondo when they start a lot of parents are like oh i want my kid to you know be a little bit more disciplined like that's why we're going into martial arts jujitsu is a little you know more intense but what do you think what are your thoughts on that so the good thing about discipline is uh, it's similar to like a muscle, right? It can always be worked on. So some people naturally have better self-discipline than others. I think I was on the luckier side of things and naturally I was a little bit more self-disciplined. Um, and I think that could have been because, you know, my parents, like I said, got me into the Taekwondo. I did, um, I did wrestling early on. So maybe, uh, that early foundation helped me with my discipline today or my self-discipline today. I'm trying to think what else, but like I said, it, discipline is a muscle. It can always be worse. So for those viewers listening in, if you don't think you, you don't have a good self-discipline, it can always be worked on. And once it's at, let's say it's at a good spot and you're happy with how things go and you're on like a good routine, it, you have to maintain it. You have to keep up with it because if you don't, you can just, simply go back to how you used to be doing things which it's not good but it just you have to be consistent with it it's not it's not just like a one-time thing it's 
definitely like a perishable like uh, skill. Yeah. And going back to what you said earlier, when you're putting these actions, but it, you're still doing it regardless of how you feel. So I think a lot, what a lot of people tend to do is lump motivation and discipline together or in the same uh, bucket. What do you think would be the difference between having motivation and having discipline? I feel like a lot of people tend to lump them together. Discipline is basically doing the things that you don't want to do or you might want to, but you're still doing it anyways. Whereas motivation, you're kind of getting that that certain feeling to do something. For example, um, I feel like a lot of people can relate to it. Just like a, a silly story, but you know, let's say you've, you've had a long day and um, you know, you had a long day at work, you go to the gym and then you're, you're driving on the way home and like your, your gas tank is almost on E, right? You're like, oh shit, like, okay, what do I do? Oh, I'll just do it tomorrow, you know? But you know you're screwing yourself over if you're deferring that task for tomorrow. It's better just to kind of get it done so that morning when you do wake up, you're not dreading that task. Yeah, um, that has and, happened to me so many times. <laughs> right, and then there's, and then in terms of motivation is, you know, I can easily go on YouTube and type in like motivation reel or video and I'll get something that'll just amp me up for a short period of time, but I don't want to rely on other things to amp myself up to do a task or to carry out something. I want to, I should be able to do that on my own. And not only that, I should be able to do it when I don't feel like doing it. That's really gonna strengthen your self-discipline. I agree. I think really pushing yourself and that was a great example that you gave with the uh, gas tank and everything because I've done that multiple times and I always regret it the morning after. I'm like, mm -hmm. I should have just filled it up when I was there. So kind of adding on to that, what would you say are some strategies or techniques that people can do to strengthen their self-discipline or help them not defer specific tasks sure well it's, i mean it's definitely a process and it takes time but I, you start small you know people want to dive deep into something early on one maybe because they're motivated maybe they're listening to this podcast like, oh my god i want to do so so much it's like start slow you know it's like the the tortoise wins the race here at this point tips that i would give is be around people that are also self-disciplined or have some sort of discipline that can kind of keep you in check. So for example, if you're going to the gym, have a gym buddy, you know, maybe the days you're not feeling good, they can kind of lift you up and say, Hey, you know what, we're going and vice versa. You help them out. It's like kind of that duo also to a, if you're trying to be a little bit more self-disciplined, there's something that I like to do. I like to call it prime, prime the day, right? So if you want to have a good day, you have to think of all your things you need to do the day before you plan the day before. So for example, if you want to get up early and go to the gym, go to bed early, have your clothes ready, get your shoes ready, get everything ready to make it easy for you to get up that next morning and just, you know, get up and go. Uh, so there's things that you can do to kind of prepare for a better day. You just have to take initiative and do things prior to it. Because if you woke up that morning to go to the gym without planning, you're going to, you're going to your decisions are going to drive based off your feelings, right? You're going, to, you're going to be groggy. You're going to be cranky in the morning. It's like, oh, I don't want to go. I'll just go tomorrow. And you defer it again. It's like, I don't, can't keep deferring stuff. You got to just take action and do it now. And it's not Definitely. easy. It's not easy. That's, but that part of it of just getting up when you don't want to and pushing yourself 
is part of working that discipline muscle. Yeah, I agree with you. I think waiting and constantly pushing things off to the next day is you're kind of creating a habit for yourself, which is a really big aspect to this. So self-discipline, I like to think it's almost like a habit that you develop. Can you tell me any personal experiences or stories where self-discipline played a significant role for you when overcoming specific milestones or challenges maybe related to jujitsu or not but can you dive in deep about that sure um i don't like to start to like by no means am i am i perfect with this like i'm i'm definitely working on things in my, in my own way and i've learned a lot which is why I feel I can, you know, discuss and talk a lot about this topic. So, I mean, with jujitsu, I'm, I'm heavily into competing and, and it's what I love to do. And so when you're competing, there's a lot that goes into it mentally, physically, even emotionally too. And so, I mean, number one, you want to make sure that, you know, your, your skill level is growing. Number two is you want to make sure that physically you're, you're in shape, you know, all the moves you you have the right diet also mentally preparing yourself for war there's another guy across the mat from you that's trying to rip your head off and you're trying to do the same thing and you put all this time and energy and effort into something and at the end of the day you just want to win you just want to go out there and win and even if you don't it's still a good feeling that you tested yourself uh a couple of things that i did um to kind of prepare for some tournaments or even prepare for the the, the season for the jiu-jitsu season um it was 75 hard for those who don't know 75 hard is this mental toughness program uh that was designed or created by andy Versella. and to go into it it's 75 days of and every day you have to do this it's two 45 minute workouts one of these workouts has to be outdoor you drink a gallon of water you read um, an entrepreneurial or self-development book, uh, I think 10 pages each day. Um, you incorporate some sort of diet and that's on your own, on what you feel like would be the best diet for you. Am I missing anything? And then there's no alcohol or cheat meals. And you do this every day for 75 days, no ifs, ands, or buts. And a lot of people early on are like, oh, the two 45 minute workouts is a little too much, maybe one workout, maybe the, you know, and they try to tailor it to them. But the idea is just do it as it is. Life isn't going to conform to you. You have to conform to the obstacles that life gives you. And so the first time I did, so I did, I actually completed it twice. Oh and my gosh. I know the first time I did it was uh, in the middle of COVID. So when COVID hit of March of 2020, my brother was the one, I guess my brother has some influence on me. My brother was one who heard about this 75 hard challenge learned it from him i implemented it july 1st of 2020. so if you think about it it's at the time where people are working from home they're they're not out socializing they're a little bit miserable you know they, they spent a little bit too much time in the kitchen <laughs> and so I me mean, i was packing on a few pounds i was drinking a little bit i'm like you know what i have to change and I, ultimately i wasn't super happy with carrying out this 75 hard i was able to completely transform my mind my body and how i felt and i knew that like my jujitsu was getting better too because i was just completely focused on like just bettering myself and every aspect of it and i carried that 75 hard mentality when it came to training for tournaments and 
getting ready for competition and making sure that I'm, you know, I have the right diet so I can cut the right amount of weight, uh, that I'm learning the right techniques and, and the proper moves to, to, to win matches. And, uh, you know, I, I, it is very challenging. I mean, for those who, who've heard about it or are thinking about doing it, like definitely do your research. There's been a few times too where, I, where I've started it and I, I wasn't able to complete it. Like, maybe like five or 10 days in 15 days in and I quit and I quit and I failed and I was so upset with myself, but you know, that's part of it. It's a roller coaster. There's going to be the highs and the lows, but at the end of the day, there's nothing that I look back on and regret. I'm very happy for the decisions that I've made and how I push myself. And there's even times where I'm like, shit, I wish I pushed myself even harder because there's nothing I regret. I've only gotten uh, greatness out of what I put into it. I love how you mentioned that you've done it before and then you've quit like 15 days in. A lot of people wouldn't mention that. They usually are like, oh, yeah, I did the 75 hard. I finished it. And like, here you are finishing it twice. But then you also are talking about the lows. Like, I think the most important part of that is not giving up fully. Like, you're going to have times where you're distracted or there's temptations or setbacks. And it's all about how you come back from that, right? And I think that's also part of the discipline aspect is you're, okay, you probably didn't get it the first time. What are you going to do now? Like, you're just going to leave it alone. You're going to quit. And I think that's also talked about a lot in martial arts, at least like, like what, from what I remember being a little kid, like in Taekwondo, that's all they talked about, right? It was don't give up, like keep trying, have perseverance, all of this stuff. Um, I'm curious what do you think about like people have done the 75 hard i've heard of it before i've done it before also what do you think about everyone who's lining that challenge up and what i mean by that is they do like the 75 soft challenge instead of the 75 hard like what do you think of those implementations i mean for the people that are doing that i mean they're looking to still improve. So I still give them credit because they want to improve on something. The 75 hard isn't cut for everybody. It's not a lifestyle and everyone lives life differently. So I can understand someone trying to doctor it up. And I, and I actually want to do that early on. I want to say, Hey, you know, I'm working. I can't really do this. I can't do that. And I realized that I couldn't make those type of excuses. Luckily, you know, at the time I was single, I think I was living at, with my parents and I had a little bit more flexibility. I wasn't married. I didn't have kids. So I can take something like that on into my life where I feel like someone who you know is married and has kids and has more responsibilities. It could, could definitely be more challenging. But even then, it's like you don't want to make those excuses. If you can get it done, you'll find a way. You'll find a way. You'll always find a way to do something if you really want to achieve it. I agree. Um, I like that you mentioned your situation at the time. So like you were single, you didn't have kids or anything. So you had the time to do it. I'm curious to know, um, how do you think self-discipline or like, what is the, I guess, threshold when it comes to like relationships and stuff like that? So, you know, we could be disciplined and be like, I have to go to work or I have to work till five. I don't know. I have to do this, that. What if it's 
a little bit much for the other person where you're kind of leaving that relationship a little bit behind because you're so disciplined or focused on like the work and stuff. So how, how would you balance that out? I mean, there's a lot of sacrifices that I had to take um, while doing 75 hard. And then in, in life in general, there's a lot of sacrifice you have to take, but there's things that you have to do to focus on yourself to get the job done and to hit your goals. And there was a time when I was, I was working out a lot, I was training and my mom's like, you don't spend time with a family anymore. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Or I thought I did. But, you know, every Sunday we would go to her, go to my parents and kind of have dinner and do things. And I wasn't, um, I guess I wasn't spending too much time or as much time as they would have liked. So it's important to listen to some of the people around you. But at the same time, it's okay to focus on yourself if it's for a short period of time. You kind of listen to other people, but you also have to figure out what's best for you. But we worked it out. You know, I spent time with them. I go there every Sunday. So, um, but even outside of like the self-discipline or because when you think of self-discipline, it's you think of something that's more, like I said, like the self based on you solely. But with self-discipline, you're actually improving other aspects of your life. I took a couple of notes here. Um, and I go like when, when you practice self-discipline, we tend to be more reliable, responsible and have consistent actions. Uh, and this reliability can foster trust and confidence within our relationships with friends and family, right? So I think, so what I'm saying is even being a little bit more selfish with the things you have to do can also help out other parts of your relationships with friends, with a significant other. So it yeah. helps out in that aspect too. For sure. And I think that's, important like everyone always mentions like oh make sure you got like work-life balance and i think being self-disciplined knowing when to be selfish i think is a really good point that you made so you could still be selfish but hey like spend time with your family every week you know like come up with like a compromise that works for both them and you um same thing goes with like either your siblings or your friends or any relationship that you're in so i really like that you mentioned it like that as far as the whole topic of self-discipline goes, what do you think are some common misconceptions about self-discipline that you personally want to address? Um, so one that I touched on earlier was that, you know, self-discipline is a muscle. It can always be worked on. Remember that some people may have that natural talent of self-discipline, but it can always be worked on. One thing that I think people are trying to do is steal your time steal your energy and one thing as humans we we definitely like to seek comfort um and uh we like to seek comfort and pleasure and whether it's being on our phones or hanging out with certain people but you can always scale back on those things that take up your time that don't add those that value to you and just make sure that you're um you're doing what you can with your time and not allowing other people to do it. So um, that's where that's what I mean by it's it's a muscle you can grow on it. You don't have to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's kind of like knowing when to say no, even though like your friends are like, let's go out, let's do this, but you may have to study, you may have to work, you may have to finish mm -hmm. a project or something for a client. Like I've definitely been in that situation where i've had like 
client work that I had to do. And I've turned down like some of my friends and they're just like, they try to tempt you. They're like in a good way, you know, they're like, Oh, just come on. Like you could finish it later. But like, as long as you know yourself and like you said, don't push the task till later, just get it done now. Or if you know ahead of time that, Hey, a bunch of your friends are going to be going out, maybe set a time to finish that so that you could do it. Um, kind of all about balancing it out and just knowing when to yeah, take care of something, when to say no. Yeah, balancing it out. And if you do say no, that's just like an extra like set or like a rep that you're that you're completing to to better yourself. So and it, nothing always has to be super strict. You know, you like you said, you find that balance with like pleasure and work and fun and, and your friends and all that stuff. So you be the judge. Um, but don't judge on that spot. Don't judge based on your current feelings and your emotions. That's why I said the day before prime the day, think about what you want to do. Um, another quick little example is when people go out or like, I've done this plenty of times before, like, Oh, I'm not going to drink. Or if I do, I'll just have like one or two drinks. Then you go out and you have like three, four or five drinks and you stay out later than you anticipated you know so oh yeah we, so. we've all we're all guilty of that for sure yeah i think definitely when it comes to like drinking socially i feel like that's one of the probably one of the most difficult things that people deal with like no one wants to be the one person who's like oh i'm not drinking because then everyone looks at you and they're like oh you're not fun like you're boring blah 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 but at the end of the day like you're you're going home feeling great while your friends are probably going home feeling like shit and hung over the next day. And I, I don't know about you, but I hate that feeling. Oh, I know. Like when you're hung over the next day and <laughs> or just you're, like, and you're like lazy. You're... Yeah, yeah. And you just don't want to do anything and it just kills your mood. So I, I prefer, you know, being the boring friend that doesn't drink a lot or drink at all yeah like i said you be the judge once in a while like a, a drink or two is it gonna hurt anything no but if you're really working towards something it might hold you back you know so you be the judge on that yeah for sure um so going into i know we touched upon this a little bit in the beginning but kind of practicing specific uh habits to help with your self-discipline or like strengthen it so you mentioned um kind of priming your day before to get to make mm -hmm. it easier is there anything else that you can suggest to improve your self-discipline in different ways like let's say if it was um trying to eat a little bit healthier or cut coffee out or go to the gym like three times a week how would you strengthen that aside from you know priming the day before sure well you know, any goals that you do have, you have to make sure they're clear, concise, and well-defined. Because for me, sometimes I, I'll have an idea of what I want to accomplish, but unless I kind of write it down and I know, okay, this is what I want to do. Like once I cross that finish line, like then I know I've gotten it. So one is have a clearly defined goal of what you want to do. Because if your goal is to go to the gym, you know, five days a week, go to the gym five days a week make it clear and concise um if if you want to you know drink a you know a gallon of water each day you'll know you'll have you know plan to drink a water or a gallon of water each day so you know what the goal is for that day that week that month uh i'm a type of guy who likes to write things down 
um, I do have like a calendar and right below the calendar, it has like things to do for the day, like a task list or something. So I'll write down with like my Sharpie or not the Sharpie, like the erasing and then cross it off at the end of the day and or whenever that task is done. And it's so much better. Another thing is, you know, we always use our phones. A reminder on your phone helps me out all the time. So if I need to make a doctor's appointment or do anything like that, but I'm like currently busy, I'm like, hey, Siri, please set a reminder for so-and-so. <laughs> Oh, that Siri option is great. I had another question in mind and now I'm losing my train of thought. I, no I get such I get such bad brain fog randomly and sometimes it just hits me and I'm like, oh shoot. Okay. Me too. Me too. But then also I said having that accountability partner, hanging around those those people that are doing the same thing you are helps out too. Yeah, like definitely not like surrounding yourself with a good positive environment that's gonna encourage you to do good things. Uh, I think I've talked about that like on previous episodes too, where not surrounding yourself with negative people that are just going to bring you down that aren't really going to help you grow personally or self-improve. Um, but it's also like, you know, that doesn't mean just like cut everybody off that you think is, you know, completely mm -hmm. negative or whatever, but how would you kind of, or I guess, what would your advice be on that? Like when to, cut someone off when to not like how do you know what is good to surround yourself with oh okay that's a tough question um that is a tough one and it really all depends on the scenario of what you're working on what you're dealing with uh, who your friends are how they treat you how you treat them every every relationship can be different every dynamic can be different and so it's really as as like a as it comes basis of how you want to treat that situation and how to act upon it. So I can't really tell too, too much on that. So but if there's anything you need, just give me a call and I'll, and I'll kind of help you out. With that. I'll just be like, Hey, Jordan, I have this friend. No. Um, well, it's, it is a tough question. Cause it's like, what if it's someone you've been friends with your whole childhood, but now it's not really like a good stable relationship or, you know, it's, they're going down a different path than you imagined. Like, what would you do? in that situation so it is i think you answered it very well it's kind of based on what you feel based on what mm -hmm. you think is the best thing for you and for the other person as well um i just remembered my question that i was going to ask you previously so um i've i've been guilty of doing this but do you think it's effective or beneficial to like i don't think humans can multitask at all even though people can say they can but let's say like you're doing work, but in the background, you're either like the, the TV's on or you're listening to music or whatever. What do you think is like a distraction versus what do you think is helpful? You're saying like with that scenario or just in general, like? Like in general. So if you were to like, let's say if I'm doing work on my computer, like I'm, I don't know, creating graphics for a client, but you know, my TV is playing, I don't know, friends in the background or another situation where I'm like, I'm again, doing work, but I'm listening to music. Which one do, would you say is helpful? And which one would you just say is a complete distraction to you? Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So ideally, whatever the task at hand is, like say if it's important and you need to focus, try to eliminate as many distractions as you can, right? So I'm sure with you and, and a lot of the marketing work that you do, people are probably calling you, texting you, reaching out, and you might be working on like a project. So if, if these people keep reaching out or your phone keeps going off, 
those are distractions that gonna that are holding you back from the work that you're doing. So if there's things that you can do in terms of like putting your phone away, locking yourself up in a room and like be away from other people or loud noises. I mean, some people find playing music in the background is fine or TV in the background, whatever works for you. And that's like to each their own for that. Um, but there are times too, I'm like trying to do work and people call me, text me, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like, oh, if I don't have my phone on me, it's the end of the world. Because what if there's an emergency? What if my friend needs me? You know, it's like you want to be there for them. But like, how often does that happen? Like your brain kind of thinks the worst sometimes. And yeah. uh, it's good to ha- it's there's a comfort in having that awareness that your phone's there, that if something were to happen or something, you know. <laughs> right. It's like that cognitive dissonance you have in your head where, you know, you know the action, like you're going to be fine if you don't have your phone, but then the other part of you is fighting it where it's like, what if there is an emergency? What if your mom calls? Like, what if your sister calls? What if your friend calls and like someone, I don't know, needs help or they're, they got a flat tire? I don't know. Um, so it's definitely like a constant battle with yourself and the whole phone. I, I feel like that too. I'm like, okay, need my phone. And on top of that, like I do social media. So it's like, I kind of have to have my phone all the time, but I, I don't want to. So it's, I think it's good like to set time limits for yourself or like, um, usually like what I'll tell people is set a time gap in your calendar. So from 12 to two. I don't know, just put your phone away, work, and then, you know, check your phone back at two. If there's, mm-hmm. some, if you really are worried or concerned, let your parents or friends or family know like, hey, I'm going to be working till this time. I'll, re- I'll talk to you later or something. And then as long as you keep it consistent, then, you know, it's expected of you to be busy at that time. Um, like no one's going to be talking to each other if, oh, she works from eight to five. Like no one reaches out to each other at that time because everyone's, you know, working. Mm-hmm. But now it's a little different with remote work and people, you know, have jobs where they work for themselves or so the timing is difficult. It definitely is. Um, but like you said, set boundaries, maybe set a time frame. I don't know. Um, moving on, there is another or like kind of like a way to wrap this up, but another question for you is when it comes to like the mental and emotional well-being um how does self-discipline relate to that um and then oh sorry i don't know if i froze can you still hear me yeah i still hear you oh okay so how does self-discipline relate to like the mental and emotional well-being and are there any strategies to kind of maintain the balance between self-discipline and self-care yeah, that's a really good question because I feel like, you know, we live in a time where there's a lot of, you know, depression, anxiety. And, you know, I had mentioned that when you are self-disciplined or you're at a good, um, you feel good with your self-discipline that you have that control in your life. You have a sense of control in your life and guidance in a way. And with that, with that self-control or with the um, self-discipline, you will have I would assume in a, uh, implemented some self-care routines that will affect your, you know, emotional state and um, mental state. And you know, it's a, it's a huge topic to talk about. I feel like we can even do another podcast on, you know, the mental effects of self-discipline and emotional effects because it's huge. And you want to make sure that 
you're feeling good at, at all times. And the thing is, you're not, you're not going to be happy at all times. As much as we want to always be happy, it, it, it's a roller coaster. We have to we go through obstacles and um, from time to time, you know, things will happen, but we have to make sure that we can become resilient and overcome any sort of obstacle that comes our way because things are going to bring us down. But the last thing we want to do is stay down. We want to stay down for, for a split second and get right back up. And I think with the practice of self-discipline and certain things that you incorporate within your life and you being around good people and happy people and listen, life's not perfect. Life's a great thing. Let's make the best of it is what I'm trying to get at for that last part. Very, very motivational. I, I'll add to that and say that it's it's very, very easy to make excuses for anything. Um, obviously, like you were saying, you know, life can bring you down. People grow up in different situations. People come from different situations. It's not the same for everybody. But what is the same is kind of how we react as humans or like what affects us. Like we're all going to be emotional. We're all going to, you know, be up and down constantly. Um, like you said, you, you can't be happy all the time, but what you can change is how you feel about yourself and then what you do in terms of your actions and how you react to specific things. Mm -hmm. um, I agree. I think that could be a whole nother topic that we discuss maybe in a different episode if you want to come back. Yeah, I'd um, love to. <laughs> but that was really great, Jordan. I think that was a good deep dive into self-discipline and everything. Is there anything that you want to say to the people listening? Um, any last minute advice, anything that you want to share? Um, maybe about jujitsu, maybe about <laughs> wrestling. I don't know, but just kind of your overall last piece of advice. Last, for everybody. Well, well, first and foremost, you know, thank you for having me on the podcast. Uh, thank you for those who are listening. If there's any piece of advice that I want to stick with you is to start small, start small and work your way, uh, work your way up, you know, take each day as an opportunity to to work on something. And it's going to take time, nothing ever, nothing good ever happens so fast. So take the time to, to work on what you need to work on, start small. And you know, before you know it, you'll see this massive growth, it'll compound and you look back and be like, wow, look what, look what I've accomplished. And um, that's really it. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jordan. And is there any way for people to get in touch with you in case they want to reach out, maybe via social media, unless you don't have any, but. Funny you ask. So <laughs> I actually don't have an Instagram, don't have Twitter. Although I heard Twitter is changing their name to X now. Did you hear Elon Musk is changing it to X? I'm not surprised there's been a whole war between him and like Mark Zuckerberg with like threads and everything. So I'm not surprised yeah. that he's changing it up. And I saw Zuck's just got his blue belt in jujitsu too, which is kind of funny. Look but at that. See, all these no, billionaires in jujitsu. That's, that's yeah. a sign. <laughs> so, um, no, there's a way you want to reach out to me. You can email me at um, my first initial J, last name Pessa, P E S S A H. The number two at yahoo.com. Love it. Thank you so much, Jordan. And it was a great time talking with you about self-discipline and diving into that topic. And hopefully that next time we can dive in a little bit deeper on the mental effects and 
health effects and all of that. But thank you so much for being on this episode and we will see you soon.